When he turned his back from shoulder to shoulder, it looked like as wide as the tailgate of a truck. And this darkness, literal darkness, just came like all over, just, just all over me except where I was standing. This thing let out the most blood-curdling, mind-blowing, spine-tingling scream that you've ever heard in your life, and it cut through me like a knife. And I knew that they were going to take me. I just knew it. And then the next thing I can remember is being levitated. Well, when I look in there, uh, I see two big eyes staring back at me. Hello and welcome. You're listening to The Bump Podcast, a place for the believers of the unexplained, monsters, and paranormal. Join us, and we'll go face-to-face with what goes bump in the night. believers i got a wild and wonderful show for you today um i'm bringing on brian he's from here in west virginia uh he wants to stay kind of anonymous here Uh, he'll give his first name but that's as far as he can go um incredible sasquatch activity in and around his property Uh, i'm talking about not just the tree knocks he's got visuals you know he's got um gifting he's he's got uh all all the sounds everything that goes along with it he he's seen these things around his bird feeders he can tell you what kind of apples they prefer i'm talking this guy is in the thick of it um while we're actually on the call yeah we hit we're both in west virginia so the internet drops us a few times um trying to do it through zoom so there will be a few interruptions just for a second Okay, so just bear with us. After you know the first 15, 20 minutes, everything clears up and we talk. But even while we're on the phone, um, there's something in the wood line. And you can hear his dog going crazy. It, it's a great show. Uh, Brian was already on from the Shadows podcast. So you can check him out on there. But uh, I prefer if you just go ahead and stick with us. You know, uh, stick with the Bump podcast. That'd be good. <laughs> I'm just playing. Uh, but yeah, it, it's a great show. I hope you're into it. Uh, we got Bigfoot all month, so just hang on. I had always been, you know, uh, I, I'd always believed that there was a possibility that something like Bigfoot could exist. I'd heard stories. I was never sure whether I should believe them. Um, and I always kind of figured like a lot of people, I think that if it exists, you know, it exists in the Pacific Northwest because that's where it all started. And, and you hear about those. Um, but even growing up, you know, I, I heard stuff like I remember my brother's best friend one day. Uh, he had been out on uh, the mountain. Uh, and th- this was Kanawha County at the time. Okay. Uh, the coal mines, the coal mines up Winifred. That's where I grew up. And he'd been out, I think, on 50 Strip, he said. But he was coming down off the mountain. And uh, he said that it was pouring the rain, but he said he saw this great big black thing. 
crossed the road and he said it crossed the road in about three leaps which was impossible and the funny thing about it was he said it was standing up the whole time and he said it had to be a bear but it didn't walk like a bear and it didn't look like a bear <laughs> you know <laughs> and he was just struggling trying to deal with what in the world did he see and when i talk about you know it, it crossing the road i mean this is not just any road this is one of those big strip mine roads where the great big you know rock trucks oh yeah the big ukes would pass each other so it's just a really big road yeah so this thing must have really it must have been big and really moving uh <laughs> yeah yeah to do that in three leaves that's like probably 40 feet that it's going across that's what people don't understand oh yeah that's that's enormous yeah wow. well e even the glimpse that i even the glimpse that i had here at the house the thing i i can't tell you exactly how big it was but well we'll get to that in a minute but it was eight or nine feet tall easy hmm. um <laughs> But, but you know things things like that would happen growing up uh even in Kanawha county and and i guess you think because charleston's there you know that nothing like that could possibly exist right but it does you know it it does and my brother he liked to hunt and fish a lot and uh yeah i used to go you know hunt and fish with him i never you know saw anything i never was much of a hunter myself I really, I'm not into killing stuff. Right. Just never have been. And I don't care if anybody else does. If that's your thing. Cool. You know? Right. I get it. And I, I understand that I grew up with it, but it's just not me. I love to fish, but he would go out in places, you know, where he really had to, to work to get to. And uh, he got real spooked one time in, uh, it was along the Fayette Nicholas County uh, border area. I guess he was fishing somewhere on the golly or near it. Mm -hmm. um, he said that he was trying to fish, but he couldn't because there was something up on the hill that kept throwing rocks at him. And he said, you know, he caught a glimpse of it and he could have swore it looked a little bit like an ape or something. But oh he said it would not leave him alone and it wouldn't stop throwing rocks. So he just had to leave. <laughs> <laughs> And that strike him as odd, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did. He said on that same trip, he found a great big footprint where it looked like a thing had come off the, uh, off of a rock cliff and landed with one foot and then hit the water with the other. Oh, wow. <clears throat> so, you know, it's there, but you know, you, you're raised a certain way you're, you're raised to believe in these things being real these things are not real you go to school they teach you the scientific method they, they kind of raise us all to be empiricists you know yep. this is how you figure out what is and what isn't so you're skeptical you know i always kept a healthy dose of skepticism uh, i can remember another occasion when i was a kid one of our neighbors uh he had some chickens and he had a couple of goats and it is goats uh he kept them in a pen up near the the tree line on the edge of his property and uh there was a big ruckus one morning and something had killed his goats 
and all the men were saying it must have been a bear. The thing was, is it never broke down the fence. It never tore open the gate. It was as if it just reached over and grabbed them and killed them and gutted them there. So they couldn't figure out what it was. Everybody said it must have been a bear, and that was good enough. Yeah. Uh, wasn't good enough for me. How in the world did a bear do that, right? <coughs> Bears don't generally do that anyway. No, and just leave a gut pile. <laughs> you know? no. no, it didn't make any sense at all. No, it didn't. But anyhow, so, you know, that happened. That stuff was there. That came back to me later when I moved up here and started to have other experiences. Right. Um, when we first moved in here, uh, in the fall, every year, there would be something that would walk by the back of the house where our bedroom was and, and hit the wall. Mm. Uh, for a long time, I took that as something paranormal. Yeah. Because yeah. I always was, always was into that, interested in the paranormal and, uh, I did paranormal investigating for a while when, when my health allowed it. Uh, and I just wrote that off that way. But what I never considered uh, was Bigfoot. There were two walnut trees back there and, and they were pretty, pretty good sized trees. Uh, and they're not the only walnuts on the property. There, there are walnuts all around the property around the fence line and, and another one down down the yard um but these were big and they were old and they did produce a lot of oh are you there brian can you hear me it's probably this west virginia internet connection again I lost you right after walnuts. <laughs> I'll, I'll pause this until I can hear you again here. Okay. All right, let's try that again. All right, you walnuts in right. the area. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, there are plenty of food sources around is the point. Um, one of the reasons that I love this piece of property was walnut trees hickory trees there's uh plenty of oak plenty of uh raspberries and blackberries and just you name it it's just a great little place um but these two walnut trees at the end of the house they did they were old and they produced a lot of walnuts and they were ruining the roof so i had to have them cut down well it wasn't very long after they were cut down that I had one of those house slapping incidents. Yeah. But this, this was much more serious <laughs> than any of the previous ones. It's like the other ones, it was just like smack. This one came across as anger. Uh, this, this one was so hard that I thought Nolan Ryan had pitched a fastball right to my bedroom wall. Oh, wow. You know, it, it left a hole in the vinyl. Really? The, so vinyl, the vinyl siding. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it left about a silver dollar size hole uh, of broken vinyl back there. So I, I think now upon reflection, I think it was, it was angry. And honestly, that next day when I saw the, the hole in the siding, I was like, that. Did we get cut off again? Okay. <laughs> so you were well. Yeah. <laughs> we we this this particular episode is brought to you by Frontier Communications <laughs> in bits and pieces. No kidding. Uh, you said that you were uh, you walked outside. All right. Did I lose you again? Oh my gosh. You there? Yes, yes. There you are. Are you there? All right. Let's try this again. All right. Yeah. You walked so, out. Yeah, I walked out. Yeah. That's right. I saw the hole in the vinyl and I said to myself, that's not a spirit. <laughs> you know? Yeah, for sure. Ghosts don't make holes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So you think that was a uh... An angry Sasquatch, maybe? You know, pissed that you I do away somebody's food source. I do. I sure do. Yeah. Well, that would make um, sense. Right after that, you know, I really started to think about that. I'd never given it any thought before that. Um, so I decided I would, uh, well, actually, before that, I had one more encounter. Um, it was it was early morning hours uh the whole family we were all leaving at the same time uh that would be wife daughter and me um it was in the spring and it was a kind of a dark rainy morning so it was a little darker than it should have been well we walked outside and we're walking you know, out to vehicles. And there was this noise behind the fence line. Uh, and I can't tell you, I mean, you can't really see back there. You especially can't when it's green, but even before it's green, because there's so many old rose bushes back there, uh, deadfall brush. Yeah. It's just a mess. Um, we heard this noise and I thought for sure there's going to be some deer back there. And my dog's perked up and I've got my big dog here. She's staring at me like, what are you doing? Because I pace. I talk about this stuff. I always pace. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I thought for sure I was going to see her take off after some whitetails. But she ran, ran in that direction. And then all of a sudden she just froze. And I've learned that that is her behavior when there's a Sasquatch around. Uh, when she realizes that's what it is, she doesn't go near them. She'll stop. She'll stare. She'll point that direction. Yeah. But she will not go near them. Um, in fact, I think she'd rather be next to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can't blame her for that. Um, I'm hearing noises again. 
I'm, I'm over here with my ear to the microphone. Like, that's going to help me. Any. <laughs> my, my, uh, my phone is bound and determined to play other podcasts, Bo. I, and you know I what? think this is... You, you probably got hacked from those, those guys at, from the Shadows podcast. That, that's what it is. It's some kind of conspiracy going on <laughs> from the Shadows is trying to play. Yeah. Yeah, it's Shane. <coughs> that's old Grover. He's over there jealous. <laughs> what, for, for the record now, I listened to, to their Howler episode and yours today. So uh, <laughs> just, just even Stevens. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe they'll be eh? they'll be nice enough to let us finish this interview. <laughs> maybe maybe so. If you're listening, Grover, send me a t-shirt. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I hear this noise out here, right? And the dog runs up there and she freezes. And I've never seen her do that before. And then all of a sudden, there's a really loud racket from the, the brush. Hmm. And it's too dark for me to really see back there. But what I hear leaves my jaw dropped. Because what I hear is two giant footsteps. It starts running up the hillside. I mean, straight up. Uh, no human being could have done what it did. Thump, 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 thump. Covered 100 yards faster than I could say it. When it gets to the top, I don't know whether it broke a tree or what, but it hit a tree. It made such a loud crack that it sounded like a gun going off up there. Oh, wow. And it was like, you know, I took that as don't follow me. Yeah. <laughs> you can bet I didn't because, yeah. wow. Yeah, message received. <laughs> so, you know, we just got in the vehicles and took off. Um, now, after that, I decided I would uh, put out a trail camera and put out some apples. I put out the apples first. Uh, the way that I decided to do that was I would tie them up high in a tree in a bucket so that, you know, deer couldn't come along and get them. And maybe a smaller critter could climb down in there and get them, but wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't eat them all. Right. Uh, and what I found was uh, when the Sasquatch realized they were there, they'd come along, they'd untie the bucket, uh, they would eat the apples, and then they would put the bucket on the tree branch. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. He'd, he'd untie it, and he'd put it on the tree branch. Um, and they really loved the Macintosh ones. <laughs> if, if i buy those cheap old red delicious they don't eat those in one sitting but if i put in six or six or nine pounds of macintosh they'll disappear overnight oh my gosh yeah um so i put the trail camera out thinking great i'm gonna catch a picture wouldn't come near it yeah hide the trail camera won't come near it move the trail camera farther away and hide it wouldn't come near it yeah. Remove the trail camera. Apple's gone. Wow. See that? I, I don't know whether they see it, hear it. I don't know what it is, but they know it's there and they won't go near it. That's so smart. Yeah. And I've, I've heard people say stuff like that, you know, and that the, the act funny around trail cams. And that just makes it that much more convincing that that's what's going on here, you know? 
if they won't touch yeah. the apples while a trail camera is present, but you remove that trail camera and the apples disappear, something knows that trail camera is there. And yep. it's sentient enough to know it doesn't want its picture taken. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. It's like, yep. Wow. Well, and, you know, you hear people say that they have a lot. Well, are you still there, Brian? Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. <laughs> Good grief. <laughs> but, but, but anyhow, I mean, I don't know whether they have a language. Maybe some do, maybe some don't. Right. Uh, but if they're that smart and they have a language, to me, they're more than just an animal. Yeah. You know, there there's some I don't know what they are. Are they are they a relic hominid? Are they uh some relative? I don't I I just don't know. All I know is uh they're huge and they're smart and they've never been a threat to me, but I've also never been a threat to them. Right. That's a good way to put it. I, I do think that I, I do think they're curious. Um so uh, there was this evening, the, the first time I really got a look, and I didn't get a good look, uh, it was at night. Actually, uh, probably close to this time of the evening, uh, but it was in April. Uh, my wife and daughter, uh, they were actually gone. They'd gone to Florida, and they, they were away for a few days. I was here alone. and. Uh, I remember specifically, I decided to sit down and watch uh, the new Avengers movie at the time was Infinity War. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I rented it, I guess, on Amazon or something. And I sat there to watch it. I had one lamp on, but it was just enough that I couldn't see out the kitchen windows. And we've got a row of windows there. There's like five side by side. So it's basically all windows into the kitchen. And uh, I got that sense that I was being watched and I looked over and I saw something and I looked back to the TV, realized that I had just seen something. And I looked back again and I saw this enormous figure and it looked at me and realized that I had noticed it oh. and it just turned and walked away. Now, I mean, enormous. Because wow. I mean, it was just a black. It was just a black figure to me because that's all I could see. Yeah, I couldn't see face or features or color or anything like that. But I came out, you know, the next day, and I walked out to where it was. Uh, the ground, of course, was hard as a rock. There was no seeing it. Yeah. Shoot, I'm reliving it right now because I'm out here. I'm out back. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey. I'm good. Uh, unless he sneaks up on me, I'm good. Uh, but but I can stand here, and I'm I'm six foot two, and there's no way I could see me from my living room. You know, he, he had to be, and I've got about an eight foot reach. He had to be at least eight feet tall. I don't know if he was hunched over or not. Shoot, I don't even know. I know I didn't lose you again. 
You hear me? Yep. There you are. There you are. <laughs> Son of a gun. It's okay. We'll get through this. But anyway, he, he was big. He was broad. He was two of me wide oh, wow. and at least eight feet tall. And, you know, my heart began to race. And, and that was when I was absolutely positively, I cannot deny this now. I've got Bigfoot. <laughs> yes. Yes. <clears throat> so you know, uh, since then, uh, I've I've seen him uh, uh, twice, two other occasions in daylight, and uh, I've heard him. And when I say heard him, I mean them. There was at least four. Uh, really? A lot of times, I, you know, I always I like to be out here. And uh, if I can sit out and have a fire going, listen to music and relax, you know, the wife and I will do that a lot. <coughs> Sometimes you can hear them. <coughs> and what they will do is they will move in around us, usually at three points. There's one on the right, the left, and there's one in front. Now, I don't know if there are more, but you can hear them down in the woods. If you go down the backyard, you see it, it kind of drops off. Uh, there's a little holler here. It's not, not at all big, but there's a little spring down there. Yeah. It's actually a spring on each side of the house. Uh, this particular spring down here runs into a pond and down to a pasture. Oh, that's pretty uh, Yeah. And there's a, there's a game trail right here, too. I see deer through here all the time. Uh, you name it, we've got it. Deer, turkey, fox, you know, everything. Um, and as the Bigfoot runs, we're really not that far away from the New River or the East River or even the Bluestone River. Uh, so he's got, you know, springs popping up out of the ground. He's got farm ponds. He's got more deer than people. Yeah, uh, there's plenty to eat. And I, I already talked about all the, the nuts and things we've got here. <clears throat> so uh, there's just plenty of food sources to support them, especially as big as they are. They can cover a big distance, I think. I mean, like I said, you should have heard how fast he covered 100 yards, at least what sounded to me like 100 yards right. up the mountain. I mean, almost vertical. <laughs> wow. Just went up in no time. Um. I've got a little spot down here where I like to feed the birds. Now I'm, I'm not, I haven't been in particularly good health for the last few years. So I, I don't get to get out in the woods. I don't, don't go ghost hunting and, and do a lot of physical stuff anymore, but I like to sit out and I like to take pictures, do a little photography. And uh, so I enjoy the birds. And there's a little clear spot where I can see down into that holler just past my bird feeders. And that's where I've seen it twice. I think, I think it lays down in there and kind of watches me and listens to what I'm doing in the day. At least one of them, not, not all of them, but yeah. I don't, I don't know, you know, what to think of that, whether it's curiosity or whether he's on guard or what, but, uh, I'm walking down here toward the bird feeder now. <laughs> if if well, you hear me scream, yeah, call nine one one. 
That's what I was like. I, if I hear you scream or this line cut out and not come back, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. I haven't triangulated yeah. your location or anything, so I don't, I don't know exactly where to start. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good thought. I'll walk back up to the porch. Uh, <laughs> but, but, you know, I walked down there one day uh, and I was putting feed in the feeders. And I heard a noise. I heard something moving down below. And I stopped to see what it was. Because it it was trying to be quiet. But what I saw was a great big black head. Creeping past me. (laughs) And it it had to have been on all fours. Because it wasn't more than 30 feet away. Just enough slope that I couldn't see the rest of it. Because if it had been up any higher at all, I would have seen the full head or more of the body. Because that slope there, there's just no way no other way why on earth did it you know would have been that close if it hadn't been watching me right i think it was just watching me take pictures you know it's like like it's a game for them or something like to see how close they can get to you and yeah not blow their cover you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah It, it reminds me of counting coup (laughs) <laughs> you know uh, what the natives would do they'd sneak up on you yep and you'd find out that they'd been there yeah, yeah. well it's enough to enough to scare you yes it is and you know I, how do we know that it's it's not part of an old tribal tradition for these you know for these sasquatch mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. they have their whole own thing their own rites of passage that they go through or it, it, all, it all just depends on what what in the world we're dealing with you know yeah i don't think it's just a big dumb ape in the woods you know i don't believe that no um but yeah you have way more experiences than i than i had even realized because I, I don't know how in-depth you went because i know you were on from the shadows before you come onto my show i, I know you did me like that but <laughs> <laughs> I didn't listen to the whole episode so I could be shocked while you talked to me. You know, I didn't know if we we're going to cover the same stuff or not. <laughs> the more you're talking, I'm like, man, I, I just want to, I want to see this stuff. You know, this is wild. Yeah. I, I had no clue um, you had this much going on at your home. And, and you're not scared at this point? Uh, no. And maybe I should be, but I'm not because there's never been any sign of aggression yeah you know they've not hurt me or my dogs they've not come up and well one or two odd things have happened but nothing destructive right i'm still trying to figure out uh i've got a big grill here you know it's it's a big gas grill four burner it's very solid uh i came out one morning and it had been turned over and uh, they had got the uh, the drip tray out of it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess that smelled good. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever get to see tracks or handprints or anything like that? You know, that for me is the most disappointing thing is I haven't. Um, now, smart. I think if I was healthier, if, if I was healthier, maybe I could go 
where I thought they spent more time and have a little more luck. Yeah. But, you know, I, I can't really do that at the moment. I'm really hoping to, uh, to recover a little bit and, and to be able to get out more. But anytime I've seen them here, it seems like the ground's either uh, drying hard or frozen hard. Uh, like I had one of them come up and uh, <laughs> I, I had a suet feeder out here for the woodpeckers this winter. Yeah. And uh, it was on an old swing arm uh, attached by a steel bracket to the deck, to the deck railing. Well, uh, here's what I don't understand. The first time I noticed that it was missing, I came out and found that they had grabbed the swing arm and bent it up. I mean, the, the steel bracket is just bent all out of shape um yeah i can't do it you know i can't do that um but it it didn't take the feeder and the suit with it it hung it on the deck like it was hanging on the deck rail Hmm. i was like so i'm thinking well what in the world happened did it hit its head you know or or what And, and so i i just uh I kind of turned it around and I stuck that that little thing back down in there and it was bent a little, but it would still work. I put new suet in it and uh, next day it's just completely gone. The The feeder, the arm that it was chained to, everything is just gone. Wow. I don't know where it went. I never found it. <laughs> I don't know if they decided to eat the suet or just make it a toy or right. <laughs> just didn't want it there anymore. Wow. Uh, I don't know. But then again, you know, that at that time it was cold. The ground was frozen. Not a footprint one. Yeah. Um, I beats me if I will ever find one. But I know they're there because I've seen the suckers. Right. <laughs> yeah. Man, I don't know if you're if you're lucky or I don't, I don't know what to call it, because as much as I want to see one. And I do really want to see one. I do not want to see one in my backyard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, as long as they don't ever hurt my dogs yeah. or us, I'm okay. In fact, I I would love for them to trust me enough that, that they wouldn't mind me seeing them, you know? Right. Uh, that they wouldn't feel like they had to hide. I don't really want them coming up to the house <laughs> and visiting, but, but I don't, you know, I, I'd like us to, to develop that yeah, kind of a, a, a relationship like neighbors, you know, because that's kind of what we are. We're just kind of like neighbors. I would screw uh, that up so fast. I'd be trying my best to take a picture. Right. I'd be sneaking videos. They'd hate my guts, <laughs> but I just, I'd have to have proof, you know, like I have to have it. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the way I felt at first, you know, I mean, everybody in the world wants proof. Yeah. Uh, And then I thought about it, you know, I'm in all these Bigfoot forums and I, I look at all this stuff and there is so much ego and narcissism in the Bigfoot world. Oh yeah. Where everybody thinks they think they know it all. 
and not only do they think they know it all, uh, but they're just bound and determined to get famous being the one, you know, who right. proves that they exist. I'm like, I just don't want to deal with those idiots. Yeah. Uh, I, I know they exist. I know they come by. Uh, I don't want those idiots up here bothering my Bigfoot. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and, and I'll be the, the Jane Goodall or the Diane Fossey of West Virginia. Yes, sir. <laughs> get out of here. Get out of here and get to know them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, I tease around and say I'd have to get a video. But what good would that do? I mean, in reality, nobody would believe. Oh, it. yeah. You know? Yeah, I, yeah. Those same idiots would be too jealous that you got one. They would all call it a fake. Yeah. So you might as well just keep your experience and just have your truth. And like you said, be the Jane Goodall. Just be out there. Be part of their community. Yeah. And it don't matter what anybody thinks because no amount of proof would convince them anyway. I want to take just a minute to tell you guys about SquatchSurvivalGear.com. If you're into camping, bushcraft, survival, prepping, or just looking for an everyday carry, SquatchSurvivalGear.com has everything you need. They have the gear to help you survive the worst day of your life. You know, it's just to help you be ready. Uh, for me, I have the Rock Ape Pack. It's one of the backpacks that they offer. It is, it's a good size bag. You know, it, I, I took it out on my last trip for a, for a four-day camp. And everything I needed fit in there. Um, they have things that go from that size down to like a sling bag. They have a bigger bag, you know, like the Grassman or the Yowie. Uh, and if you haven't noticed, they have cool names too. You know, they're named after, you know, these cryptids, the Minahuni. Uh, they, they, they got it all. But the gear itself is 100% made in America. Every component is made in America. Um, the guy that's designing them and making them here, his name is Chris. He's been on my show a couple times, but he's a uh, he's a veteran, and he went with the gear that he used while in military service, and reconfigured it to to be even better, and made it available you know to the civilian sector. Top of the line gear, absolutely bomb proof. I love it best I've ever had in my life. You know, I've, I've had Camelbacks. I've had L.L. Bean. I've had uh, some some really high-end stuff. But this Squatch Survival gear, it just it steals the show. Uh, it's fantastic gear. So go to SquatchSurvivalGear.com. You can use promo code BUMP10 and save 10% on anything on the entire site. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, that's that's pretty much where I landed at right there. Yeah. That's when I decided to stop even trying. And when I stopped trying, they came around more. Uh, uh, I haven't seen any evidence here for a little while. And I'm kind of hoping, you know, that that I'll get a glimpse of one or know that they're around. I guess I should probably put out some apples. That wouldn't hurt. <coughs> Do you have a garden or anything that you keep up with? I I can't really do a garden anymore. Yeah. I've got, uh, I'm doing, I'm doing bucket gardening. There you go. <laughs> so if, if they want a mater, they're going to have to come up to the porch. And pick a <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, I do want to tell you about the, uh, <laughs> what I think was a family. I can't prove it. Oh yeah. Um, but it was dark. It was, um, mm, it was in the fall. So had there been light, I would have seen a lot of things, but it, it was dark in the evening. I, I do still keep one trail camera up, but I don't have it pointed at the woods. I have it pointed at my shed just in case some no account comes along mm-hmm. and wants to mess around the shed. I, I get pictures of them. That's the only reason it's there. Um, you know they they don't go over that way and they don't seem to mind it being there but uh, I came out one night to stick a memory card in it because I realized I had forgotten and I stuck a memory card in it and my dog ran out and she ran down to the bird feeders where those are oh that reminded me of something else well she ran down to where the bird feeders are and she froze and I talked to her and she wouldn't look at me. She was looking down into the woods and I kept talking to her, trying to get her to come back. And she just kept looking into the woods like a statue. And then all of a sudden I heard, sudden I heard uh, big footfalls, thump, 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 thump. And I thought, oh, the big guy's down there. And he walked left and up the hill a little ways toward no logging road. And I heard him stop. And then I started to hear more. And they went off one at a time. But the way the rest of them went, they didn't follow him left. They went right. And it sounded like they were getting smaller. It's like him and then the next one down and the next one down until finally I heard teeny tiny little feet running in the leaves. And I was grinning and terrified all at once. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I thought, I, I'm hearing a Bigfoot toddler. And I'm thrilled about that. And I'm thinking, I'm hearing a Bigfoot toddler, dear Lord. <clears throat> you know, they're going to be protective, yeah. twice as protective. <clears throat> yeah, my heart, imagine. I bet you could, I bet you could have seen my chest bouncing. <laughs> <laughs>
and I only heard them. I didn't see them, but there were at least four. Wow. I'd say uh, two adults and uh, two juveniles. One was probably one was probably my size. He's probably a teenager, and the other was just a toddler, no. just based on footfalls. Being having them around like that, especially in a family unit. Um, do you think that they're migratory, nomadic, or do you think they are they long-term kind of dwellers? Before that incident, I always thought that they were probably migratory, that they probably went south where it was a little warmer in the winter. Yeah. But, you know, th this was this was in the cooler months. There, there wasn't a whole lot of food around other than beer. Uh, so I, I think... They probably just cover a really big, a really big hunting territory. Yeah. But, you know, I could be wrong. Who knows? You know, uh, I could be completely wrong. With our elevation changes that we have, if, if things got too cold for them, I'm sure they could make it to a lower elevation in a day's time if they needed to. Yeah. Well, like I said, I mean, New River's not far away. Right. Uh, it, New River on the Virginia side is very close you know, uh, as, as crow flies, um, where I'm at here, I'm sitting at, you know, about what, uh, 2,600 feet or so. It's always a little cooler here than it is back home. Yeah. Man, well, I, I guess it is a blessing. When oh, I found a hair, <laughs> I did. found a hair. Awesome. I did. Uh, and it, it was in my bird feeder. It, it's one of those feeders that has the spring kind of a clasp on the top. Yeah. And you have to pinch it and pull it up and then remove the top to put the food in. Well, I was doing that the first thing this year. And there's this great big white hair in there. It had gotten caught in there. Wow. All I can figure is it was hungry enough that it opened that up to clean out whatever was left inside and lost a hair. But it had clasped it down perfectly. It opened it, emptied it, and shut it again. I would have never known it had done that had there not been a great big long white hair in it. Wow. The white hair tells me it was probably an old one. Yeah. Yeah. How long was the hair? Um, gosh, it, it's at least four or five inches, yeah. maybe six. Uh, and it's real coarse doesn't feel like human hair it, it's more like horse hair or something wow um and of course i touched it with my hands so it's completely contaminated well they, they can do solution like cleaners and stuff like that can't they but i'll beat me why even get it tested because it'll just come back inconclusive or lost so <laughs> right right <laughs> unknown know? primate yeah yeah i stuck it in a baggie but yeah, you know, I didn't think I'd ever do anything with it. It's just, just a little something, you know. Yeah, yeah I think. But I look along the barbed wire every once in a while just to see if there's anything, anything caught in the barbed wire. Absolutely, man, that's so cool. That's so cool that you have like your own area. You know what I mean? I, I had my incident happen, and I it's nowhere near as good as yours. And that was uh, you know a few miles down the road in a wildlife management area, but. I'm right in the middle of a community where I'm at. So I just, 
you know, my backyard's a hillside, but there's a house on the other end of the hill, right. you know, at the top of the hill. So, you know, we, we hear things, we just figure it's possums and coons and stuff like that. And it usually is, but God, I love yeah. it. You got your own little sanctuary, you know? Well, I love it too. Uh, and I'm hoping it doesn't decide to rip my arms off and beat me with them one day. <laughs> well, if it hasn't done it, like you said, you've been there for years. If it hasn't done it yet, then uh, you must be doing everything okay for it. Or then yeah, so far, so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But my oh. daughter caught a glimpse of it a couple of years ago out the window, and it scared her to death. Really? She was like, she's like, I'm okay if they're there, but I really don't want to see them. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i can't blame her for that yeah uh well and uh i i will say uh, and tell me when i i should just be quiet but oh, no. you know there's more to these creatures and this is the part that drives people crazy yeah. and a few years ago it probably would have drove me crazy too but uh you know this what people like to call the woo Yep. I hate that word. <laughs> I do. And I get it. I mean, I get it. I, I was raised to be a concrete, rational person. There has to be a logical, rational explanation for everything. And I, I believe that. It's just that I also believe we don't know everything. So we may not understand why it happens or how it happens, but it happens. And we have to accept that if we're ever going to figure it out yes yeah. uh, and these critters they may not speak to you but they can speak to you without words um they can get things across to you uh they they have visited my daughter in a dream and me too um now you're talking <laughs> tell me more because <laughs> i i don't shy away from the the paranormal side of things or the, the unexplained side of it, man. I'd, I'd love to hear this. Well, you know, I, I don't either, not anymore. Um, I did, like I said, I did for a long time, but at some point you have to accept what your eyes and your senses are telling you and just try to figure it out from there. So, uh, yeah, my daughter woke up one morning and she's like, Dad, I saw a Bigfoot last night. And I was like, you did? Out your window? She said, no. No, in my dream, she said, in my dream, I got up and I looked out the kitchen window and I saw three yellow lights. And she said, I knew it was Bigfoot. And I said, how'd you know it was Bigfoot if you just saw lights? She said, I don't know. I just knew it was Bigfoot. She said that there were three lights. It was like one for each eye and one like where his forehead would have been. And I was like, okay. And when I thought about that, it reminded me of the light incident that she and I had. Uh, this happened before I ever saw Bigfoot. I didn't know whether I was going to bring up the lights, but I guess I'm going to bring up the lights. Yeah, man, go for it. Um, when the leaves were off, there was still some snow on the ground. And we noticed light coming out of the little holler and I wanted to come out and check it out. And she came with me. She, you know, this was 
she was 14 or 15. So it's been two or three years ago. Uh, there were three lights glowing, hovering off the ground. There was a little bit of snow, so it made it brighter than it would have been otherwise. Thank goodness there were no leaves, you know, on the trees. Um, and I just stood there and, and we both were standing there staring, trying to figure out what we were looking at. Um, you know, it was probably 40 some degrees outside. The snow had been melting for a while. Um, it was warming up. It was heading into spring at that point. And there they were just floating. I uh, try, you know, there was enough snow and enough light that you could tell that they weren't connected to anything. Um, every now and then they'd flash off and come back on, but they might have moved just a little bit, but there were three in a triangle shape. They were always in a triangle shape. Um, I had a, uh, an LED lamp that I started to flash at them to see if that would, you know, they'd react, no reaction. The weird part came when a car, now just off to the left of there where the holler runs out, like I said, there's a little pond down there and on each side of it, there's a house and there's a little road that goes up the hill in the other direction and a car was coming down that road. And there was just one point where it could have seen up in here and seen the lights. When the car got to that point, they switched off and they didn't come back on until the car had gone by. Huh. And they just came back like we didn't want them to see us, but you can, <laughs> you know, wow. I, you know, I tried taking pictures with my phone. I tried taking video. It didn't work. I sent you, I think I sent you a picture or two. It, it doesn't do it justice. When you look at the, the pictures, yeah. the lights will change in intensity, dimmer and brighter, dimmer and brighter. And as they dim, it almost looks like they start to break up in the pictures. You can't see that with your eye, but the camera shows it's almost like they break up and then they come back together and reform and you've got, you know, bright light again. I've seen them intense white. I've seen them dim yellow. I've seen them red, orange. Um, I, I have absolutely no explanation for what they are. I've seen one fly over the treetops. I thought it was a helicopter until I got out of the truck and realized it wasn't making any noise. I was like, what in the world, you know? I didn't know whether to relate it to aliens, Bigfoot, or some phenomena that we just don't have a name for, you know? Yeah, well, that, that's what I was going to ask. Um, how, in relation to when you had this, you know, your Bigfoot activity, uh, do you see the lights within a particular time frame of that, or is it all just random? It seems fairly random, but I tell you, if you see the lights, Bigfoot will be following, I, I, you know, within the space of a few days, yeah. there'll be a Bigfoot around, but you, are they related? I don't know. It could be some sort of geological phenomena. I've heard of things in other places, spook lights, they call them. Right. Uh, like but, brown mountains. But, but I, yeah, brown mountains, uh, 
that's just astounding. But I've seen them in my house too. Um, you know, I woke up one night to flashing light. There was one in the bathroom to my right. Uh, just, just bright green and yellow flashes until it just sort of winked out of existence. How big is it? That one was no bigger than my fist. Uh, I've seen little gold ones fly through. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to call them. I've tried to get pictures. Yeah. Now, there's the, something in the woods. You know, it's like uh, people talk about the uh, will-o'-wisps or whatever. Will-o'-the-wisp, yeah. I guess. I'm, I'm from southern West Virginia, if you can't tell. <laughs> hey, <laughs> we, we shorten everything. But, uh, you know, I've never heard of, uh, you know, will-o'-wisp being in somebody's house, inside the home. You know, that... I don't know. And then it goes into the whole paranormal side of just orbs, you know, maybe it's, yeah, it's something like you said, unrelated. Maybe it's a spirit. Yeah. You know, in paranormal investigating, uh, I've seen orbs in photography, but I, I, I never saw any with my eyes. Yeah. Oh. There's something in the woods off to the right. I guess I'll sit here a little while and listen. Um, Please be careful out there, man. I, I mean, <laughs> as much as I would want to well, hear I'm something. right here by the house. Yeah. I'd like to hear a big howl or something break okay. out right about now. That'd be great. Oh, I wish he would. I, it would send me straight to the house, but I wish it would. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have heard him out here uh, only one time in all these years. And it was um, an almost mournful sound. Made me wonder something bad had happened. Uh, but but anyhow, um, yeah, I, I don't know what to think of the lights. You know, some people have suggested it might be fairies. Um, I, I'm not going to write that off and say, no, it isn't because fairy stories exist all over the world. Yep. Just because we call them fairy tales, it doesn't mean that there isn't something to talk about you know something real yeah and it, it seems like they're not friendly you know that it, it it borders on you know tricksters and uh even yeah. evil entities all the time we'll talk about fairies you know uh, so I, I hope that's i hope it's nothing bad and i haven't heard you to say talk about anything you know frightening or anything like that yet so hopefully you got pretty good experiences where you're at well, you know, like I said, as far as I know, they've never done any bad things, but they do seem curious. Yeah. And so am I. So we share that in common. I moved up on the porch, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it feels a little safer. Yeah. Yeah, they, they respect it, maybe. <laughs> Dog just settled in here beside me, so. Okay. Well, if anything gets close, she will let me know. Yeah. She'll let me know if there's anything bad. Um, but I really, I've only seen them in the house, like I said, a couple of times. 
and I've seen them in and around, you know, in the woods outside. Uh, experiences though, I mean, gosh, you know, I, I begin to wonder, honestly, Bo, uh, where one form of paranormal ends and the other begins. Um, it, it's almost like there's a, a sort of a unified relationship to it all. Yeah. Yeah, like it's all connected. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, you know, I've seen UFOs since I was a kid. I've, I've seen things in my home, in my bed. I've had, you know, experiences that, that uh, would terrify most sane people. Um, for me, me, for whatever reason, it really just makes me curious. It just feeds my hunger to know what's really going on. Yeah. Uh, uh, things like, like what night terrors or like sleep paralysis kind of things or. Um, I'd call it visitation. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't want to go right out and say abduction, but I think maybe that, yeah, I've been a little hesitant to try hypnosis yeah. to remember. Because, well, you know, uh, in the field in which I work, we're all a little skeptical of hypnosis. The person who does it could, if, they don't, if they're not good at it, they can lead you down a path yeah, so where you're saying what they want to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, though. I'm very curious. I mean, I have a memory of, of being absorbed in a white light and floating backwards you know as a child uh seeing the the ships up in the sky out my window i've seen you know them here in in my yard uh, night i've uh seen beings at the foot of my bed and i had one wild one one wild experience where i woke up to this buzzing sound uh, kind of like a relentless alarm clock right in your ear <clears throat> buzzing and uh, I, I woke up it was the middle of the night and I was looking for the clock to shut it off I was very confused very groggy very sleepy very, you know just confused and I was looking for the clock when I realized I didn't have a clock oh wow uh, at that point I was just I was just using my phone as an alarm clock I didn't have an alarm clock and I was hearing this noise, and, and I, when I realized that, I woke up enough to sit up in bed, and I looked down the hall, and on the wall, what I see are a series of uh, gray boxes with pink letters inside of them. Now, they weren't normal letters. I'm calling them letters. They were symbols or something, not a language I, I know. You know, I, I'm kind of interested in that sort of thing. I recognize most languages when I see them, uh, right. with the exception of some of the Asian ones. I couldn't tell you the difference between Korean, Chinese, or Japanese. Right. But, you know, if it was Russian or Greek or <laughs> anything else, I, I would know. Right. Uh, and I don't know what these were. They were like almost runic. 
Have you see these on the wall or where the wall should be. And down at the end, there's a being that I couldn't quite make out the features of. And I didn't have my glasses on. And there looked like a being about five feet tall. Uh, not very big that beckoned me to come. And at that point I was confused and frightened and I just laid back down, pulled up the covers and said, no, thank you. Yeah. No kidding. Wow. That, that was the weirdest experience though. And it, it was the buzzing that got me, you know, I wasn't like a hallucination. It was something totally, totally different. Right. And that's, I didn't that, know how to, that script on the wall. Um, have you ever heard of Enochian language or Enochian manu manuscript or writing? Um, I have actually, because yeah, yeah. I, I, cause I went looking yeah. to try to find it and there was a little vague similarity, but it was different. Okay. Wow. Yeah, you'd almost have to cross that with something that looked Scandinavian. What? Uh, I don't know. You know, I don't know who who are these people who uh, right. visit at night. I don't 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 have a clue. I, I don't have nightmares. Like I said, I don't have a lot of memories. I have enough to know that there's something going on. Uh, and I do actually, I have a pretty darn good memory. Um, my brother, I can remember when I was little, my brother got up one morning and he came in to my mom and said, look at this. And she was like, what are they? And he said, I don't know. I just blew these out of my nose. And there were these little tiny, look like BBs that <laughs> he blew out of his nose. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think, you know, it's a family affair. Yeah. It might, uh, is that family property? Like, has, has this stuff been happening around that area or is it is this stuff happening wherever you um, go? Well, well, that was where I grew up. It was on my grandpa's property. Uh, one of my aunts talked about a strange light up there. They went and chased one night, but, um, you know, nobody ever, you know, said anything else, anything like that. Uh, when was the last time you I, had one of these visitations? Was it when you were a child or the more recent? Oh, no. With, uh -oh. And there's my dog. Yeah. Uh, no, it's been fairly recent. I, I haven't had one that I can recall for probably... I don't know, three to five years. So it's been a while. Yeah. But, you know, I sent you pictures of some of the things that I've seen flying around. Yeah, I know. And those are phenomenal pictures, by the way. Um, one, one well, I, I say one, but several of them looked almost like high def kind of pictures like there's no ifs ands or buts that's something sitting there in the sky you know and um, the first one that caught my eye looked to me like that classic tic-tac shape that they're talking about now and then there's some that were like perfectly yeah. round balls just perfect spheres yeah uh, and, and that tic-tac let me tell you about that one 
Um, that one was really unusual because I'm going to say something that's going to drive people crazy again, but I know they're there because I can feel them. Yeah. Okay. I, I just, when they're near, I can feel them and then I can point the camera up and, and catch a snapshot if I'm lucky uh, because they're fast. They're very, very fast and they don't usually sit still. Now the Tic Tac, he sat still. Um, this was crazy. This, this was just crazy. It was uh, the end of the work day. I was the last one leaving the office. I was uh, in town, okay? And uh, I've spent my life looking up. I, I, there's never a time I don't walk outside and at least glance up. Yeah. Um, I walked out. I was walking to the truck, and I looked up, and I saw this shiny airplane, right? I see this shiny airplane going over, and all of a sudden, I realize that airplane doesn't look right. And uh, I stopped and stared at it, and I realized it was slowing down. It didn't have a contrail. And then I got my phone out and zoomed in on it, and it didn't have wings. <laughs> and it practically came to a stop. And uh, that's when I took that, that picture. Yeah. Um, and I just stared at it for a bit, and it slowly, slowly, you know, moved away. It was almost as if it was there just for me to see it. Or maybe, maybe it was mutual. <laughs> Yeah, just to check on you real quick. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. And I, I mean, broad daylight, maybe five o'clock in the afternoon, probably. Uh, and it was probably June or July of that year. Uh, and that's been within the last year or so. Wow. Time flies. It's kind of hard to keep up. So... It being a family thing, I, and as you started telling me about dreams too. Um, has your daughter had any kind of dreams of visit visitations like that, or was it just the uh, the Bigfoot uh, dream? She she will sometimes she'll say, you know, Bigfoot visited in my dream last night, but it's never anything bad. Okay, you know, it's always just like they drop by and say hello. Yeah. I had a very different experience uh, where I was, I was asleep and I had really what amounted to a nightmare. Uh, but they weren't my memories. It was as if, it was as if I was being shown an event that happened at some point in its life where uh, some people saw it. And were so afraid that they wanted to shoot it. And I don't know, you know, I just woke up, I sat straight up, I was just terrified. And I, I, I calmed myself down and I was like, first of all, I don't know who those people were, where they were. Uh, I've never seen that house or that place. Um, and I, I've never been afraid of the Bigfoot that much. So so, you know, I was just trying to calm myself down. I don't know whether I was feeling the fear of the people or the fear of the Bigfoot because they were trying to shoot it. 
Um, but it, it was troubling for me. Yeah. But, you know, somebody can just write that off and say whatever they want about it. But uh, it, it was weird. Yeah. Um, it was not like, not like any dream I've ever had. It was vivid. And it was from someone else's perspective. And it stuck with you, you know. Yeah. It, it, I, I, I admit, most of the time I think my dreams are just that. They're just dreams. But every once yeah. in a while, something just sticks with you, you know. Um, my wife has had dreams where she's, she swears it was visions of a past life or something. Um, yeah. In, in ways that she's died. Um, and so I, I believe that. Well, I think I heard you talk about that. Yeah, she, uh, I, I sneaked and recorded her talking about it. Because we, we do a lot of patio sitting, too. We sit out back. Um, I, I recorded her talking about it a year ago, and then I finally put it on one of my episodes, and I sweet talked her into it for my anniversary episode. Um, I put it on there, and she, uh, she, yeah, she told all about that stuff. So I definitely believe that you know there's some some reality behind it. You know, there's something there's something to it. Like you said, there's, yeah, it's all connected on some level. You know, somehow. Mm -hmm all of this, these lights, this, these Bigfoot uh, activity, um, these visitations that you have, the, the, uh, the fascination you've always had with the paranormal. And, uh, there's, there's a reason for it all, I think. You know, I think there's a reason why some people just feel these things. You know, some people are made more sensitive than others. And I don't know if it's sensitive people that see more stuff or if it stuff happens to make people sensitive. Um, no, good question. I don't know which one comes first, <laughs> you know? Right. But, but it's all related, I think. Yeah. Well, I had a thing removed from my arm about a year or so ago uh, because, you know, as I got older, I suddenly became concerned about this spot because it didn't feel right. I, Went to the doctor and was like, what do you think about this? I was like, oh, we better take that out and biopsy it. And uh, they they sent it away, and the biopsy came back, and it said scar tissue. Yeah. And I was like, scar tissue? But, you know, I was never injured. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, there's there's just something to to all of it i think i i'm beginning to believe that everything is so much more connected than we ever imagined i think so too. um yeah i mean all of it human beings the earth just everything yeah you know at a quantum level as we begin to, to start to even grasp the basics of quantum physics you know einstein one of my favorite things is when he talked about spooky action at a distance <laughs> when a molecule would would respond at a distance just because you thought about it you know well yeah um, yeah there's, there's just there's so much more we're infantile compared to a lot of the things that we're trying to figure out you know and i think someday i 
uh, I think I, I said this before, you know, I wish one of these aliens would come down and just want to sit around and have a chat because <laughs> I would really like, I would really like to ask a few questions and get a few straight answers, yeah. even if I don't like the answers. Yeah. yeah. I would love answers. I would love answers. Yeah. yeah. My wife says I ask too many questions, you know, um, <laughs> you know, that if God wants you to know, he'll let you know. And I'm like, well, it says, you know, <laughs> seek and you shall find, right? <laughs> so let that's me right. Seek, that's know, right. Ask and it'll be told to you or whatever. I, I'm asking. That's right. right. Give me some answers. That's right. You know? That's right. Knock, knock, and I'll answer. Yeah. Well, I'm knocking. That's right. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like we're getting answers. I just, I just think we don't quite comprehend <laughs> the answers we're getting yet. You know? Yeah. 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 I'm just, I'm too dense to get it. But I'll keep asking until he puts it on a. That's like, right. You ever watch The Office? Like Michael Scott on there, he's like, "Explain it to me like I was five years old." <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> yeah. Or in my case, explain it to me like I was Dwight. <laughs> oh. Wow. Well, Brian, I think we unpacked quite a bit of stuff on here today, man. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to, to go over before we wrap this up for the night? Cause I would, I'd like to have you on here again. Cause I know there's things we didn't, we didn't even get to talk about your paranormal experiences and stuff. Uh, from oh, yeah, being an true. investigator. Um, yeah, no, there have been some fun ones. There have been some interesting ones and, and some funny stories too. Uh, if you ever want to see a big burly state trooper run away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell you how that happens <laughs> <laughs> ghost kids in a coal mine that'll do it every time man. oh gosh i'll say that yeah <laughs> yeah yeah we i definitely want to get you back on here for that if if you would do me the honor uh, oh hey i would love to um anytime anytime you want to talk uh just, just remember you, you know, God, guide me around a little bit, or I could go on forever about who knows. But hey, I love, I love going on forever. That's the best part of this show, man. We, you know, it's, it's a conversation. You know, we're just talking. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, and I, I like that conversation. You know, you and your dad had there around the fire too. That's the kind of thing I enjoy doing. Yeah. Well, if you ever get down to Logan County, holler at me. I'll, I'll get the fire going. We'll, we'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, now, now you've now you've done done it. I mean, <laughs> anytime, man. Anytime. All right, that's it for this week, guys. I hope you enjoyed listening to the show. If you just have to have more content, you can go to patreon.com slash the bump podcast and subscribe and be a patron. Uh got more and more content on there every week so i hope you enjoy that uh, to catch up on past episodes go to the bumppodcast.com click the episode tab and it'll take you to any episode you want to listen to also if you want to be on the show i would love to have you on share your story with us go to the bumppodcast.com click the holler at me button and holler at me send me an email the bumppodcast at gmail.com and uh, I'll get you on as fast as we can. All right. Again, thanks for listening. I love you guys. Until next time, don't stop believing.